Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back for another video. We've got a really good one lined up today. It's been a week since the last preseason update and there's been a ton of action since. In this one we cover the key talking points, the results and all the form players from all 20 teams in pre-season. You won't find content like this anywhere else so make sure you subscribe to the channel. Scout's pre-season page is one of the main resources I use for these where you can find the fixtures and results, form players, including lots of information not included here, including minutes by player, set piece takers and new signings. It's one of the many features you get as a member and it's only £2.99 a month, 30% off, click the link below to join. So starting with Arsenal, and it's been a busy week, a comfortable 5-0 win against the MLS All-Stars. Goals from Martinelli, Havertz, Trossard and Jesus. Jorginho also scored a penalty, but Saka wasn't on the pitch, who was expected to be on penalty still. A disappointing 2-0 loss followed to Man United, where both Havertz and Erdegaard started together in midfield. Arteta remarked after that they will need some time to gel. This was the lineup that they played. Tommy Asu started in left back before Tierney replaced him at half time. Zinchenko is still not involved in any preseason games. Saka, Erdegaard, and Jesus with the most returns in preseason as it stands for Arsenal. Three games to play. Some of you have opted for Watkins over Jesus for the same price, and the good news is that he scored in both their preseason matches. Another four to play still. Against Walsall, it was a goal from the penalty spot, though Tielemans wasn't on the pitch, he does have a better record from the penalty spot. Watkins has taken nine pens in his career and scored four. Buendia was exceptional against Newcastle, involved in all three goals, two goals and one assist in the three-all draw. No returns from Solanke in pre-season yet, he wasn't involved in the first match however. New signing Clover has two assists, an interesting option for 5 mil if he can carry that form into the season. Christie and Billing have a couple of returns each, but both unlikely to be good FPL picks. On to Brentford then, two games played, but a couple of takeaways here. Henry's definitely thrown his name into the ring as one of the best 4.5mm defenders, two assists against Fulham, and Bumo played down the right wing that match, Lewis Potter down the left, who got an assist. It was 6mm Vesso who played up top with no Tony, and he scored 17 minutes in. One to keep a close eye on for only 6mm and decent opening fixtures. He's in my current draft actually. Visser didn't get any opportunities last season given Tony's ever presence, but in about 1,500 minutes he had 7 goals and 4 assists, a return at a rate every 144 minutes. Brighton have played one game which was a 4-3 loss to Chelsea. Ferguson was on the bench and not involved at all. Welbeck started and he scored 13 minutes in. Mitomo got the assist as well which many of you I'm sure will be glad to hear. João Pedro came on at 53 minutes and he was exceptional, getting one goal, one assist. It was 1-0 up until the 60th minute where Van Heck got a red card for Brighton. Some interesting notes from De Zerbi's last press conference. He said Matoma and Marsh have a 15-20 to 20 goal target this season. Presumably that's across all competitions. And on João Pedro, he said his quality is right for their style of play, but they have other options too. And Ciso, Ferguson, Lalana, Welbeck, everyone will play. Lots to discuss from a Chelsea perspective as well, which we'll get to in a minute. Burnley next, and here's something you don't see every day. They kept a clean sheet against Benfica. 
The game was played in Portugal, though not Benfica's stadium, but an impressive result and Benfica had the likes of Di Maria in the team. Bayer wasn't involved in that match at all, though he played 90 against Gang just a few days before. Big update on Chelsea then. Two games and two wins for Pochettino, but let's focus on the Brighton game. Chilwell was playing very advanced, looked dangerous and threatened him. Nkunku led the line from the start and he did net in the first half until the 63rd minute before Jackson replaced him. Gusto played with James out and he did very well defensively, only 4 mil. Mudrick was actually fantastic, lightning quick and he got a brilliant goal, well taken. Jackson also did very well after coming on. He only got 30 minutes but he picked up 2 assists and he scored. Sterling was frustrating, largely uninvolved. We'll have to see who leads the line. Pochettino remarked that Nkunku and Jackson could start together, also a possibility. Eze is the most informed player in the Crystal Palace camp with a goal and three assists, though all returns did come against League 2 Crawley Town. The six and a half midfielder spot is completely stacked and the question is, who's the best between Mitoma, Mbumo and Eze? Ahmad has popped up out of nowhere as a shout for the best four and a half mil mid. He assisted both goals in the Bromby 2 all draw and he scored against Crawley. If you're playing with a midfield four, then he is one to consider for the fifth spot to sit on your bench. Not much to report on from Everton, however in typical Dutch fashion they kept two clean sheets on the bounce. Pickford played the Wigan game and backup keeper Virginia the other two. Formal defender Branthwaite was one player some were hoping becomes an option, though he hasn't played a minute in pre-season so far, two games to go for Everton. We'll keep Fulham brief and then on to Liverpool. 5 mil forward Vinicius scored against Brentford, which looked promising at the time amidst rumours that Mitrovic is leaving. However, Fulham have just signed 5.5 mil forward Jimenez from Wolves, who should be first choice. On to Liverpool then, there's so much to discuss here. If you are finding these videos useful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the final couple of episodes. Returns absolutely everywhere from Liverpool. Two games played, eight goals. Darwin the most informed player with three goals and one assist. It goes without saying that you'll do well if you nail your Liverpool picks, but it's very hard to judge which ones right now. Salah's the obvious one, with a goal and three assists, but of course he commands the 12.5 mil price tag, while Darwin's 5 mil cheaper. Jota is Darwin's competition though, and he has three returns himself. Gakpo potentially also competing for a striker spot or the left wing, and he has one goal one assist as well. Trent's been playing as a defensive mid in the first two games, which is a change to the role he had last season. However, this could be temporary due to the lack of alternative options, with no Henderson and no Fabinho. On paper, it's detrimental to his output, but he did still manage to get an assist against Firth. Luton have played two games, technically three, but one was the B team and not covered anywhere. Five and a half mil forward Morris scored from the penalty spot in their most recent game. Bell played against Peterborough, but not Ipswich. New 4 mil signing Kabori wasn't in the Ipswich squad, he's only just signed for them. 4.5 mil forward Makati got one goal, one assist in their first game, but he's far down the pecking order, so don't expect any minutes at all in the Prem. Not to be confused with Man City's Makati, who actually scored against Bayern. As far as 4.5 mil forwards, Mubama's the best option, more on him later. So what's Haaland up to? You're not going to believe it, but he's still scoring goals. He came on at half-time against Yokohama, scored twice and walked away with man of the match. Alvarez had a very good game, one goal, one assist before coming off at half-time, only 6.5 mil. Foden picked up an assist in both games as well. Ake hobbled off with an injury after 29 minutes. On to Man United. The most recent match against Wrexham was entirely academy players and Johnny Evans, so we'll leave that one out for analysis. However, the Arsenal game was a great result. This was how they lined up for that match. Sancho actually led the line, and post-match, Ten Hag said that his best position is central. 
though they are expected to sign a striker, so it's unlikely we see Sancho up top game week one. There were concerns about what effect Mount will have on Bruno. Based only on the Arsenal game, Bruno had a more advanced role and average position, and he did score from outside the box, and he created a big chance. Some tough games for Man United ahead, we'll have a good update by next week. Isaac has one goal, one assist, and Wilson has one goal for Newcastle. They've played three of seven pre-season games so far. Anderson's actually having the best pre-season of all players, but not expected to be a regular starter, so avoid him in FPL. So Maximan has a couple of returns, but he is on his way out, so he's been removed from the updates. No returns from Trippier. He played 65 minutes against Gateshead, and then he played one half of football in the two games since. Not much to report on from Forrest. Two wins and one loss in pre-season, four games to play. Elanga has signed from them from Man United and he's 5 mil, an interesting option but some Forest fans feel that he won't be in the start 11 for the tougher away games in particular. In fact even Johnson will struggle to cement a spot in the 11 for all the away games though he could be on his way out to Brentford. Sheffield United kept a clean sheet against Rotherham and 4 mil bargain Bulldog started that one and it came off at the 75 minute mark. Ndai has one goal, not much to report on other than that. Tottenham had a match against Leicester postponed due to a waterlogged pitch, so they've actually only played one game. However, it was a last-minute postponement, so we still have the start in 11 that Spurs announced, which is as follows. It was Son, Kane and Kulu front three, and Don Ballet missed out entirely. 4.5mm defender Udogi was going to start that one in left-back, with Porro on the opposite flank. Son came out with a quote worth highlighting here. He said, Last season I spent the whole season in pain, and now I feel really good and fresh. I'm ready to rock and roll. He did reportedly play of a hernia, which has been operated on, so are we sleeping on Sun? West Ham then. I mentioned earlier that there's a good 4.5 mil forward, and it's Mubama, who scored in each of West Ham's last three friendlies. Could he be in Moyes' plans based on his pre-season involvement and the form he's shown? Bowen's the most informed player in pre-season of all teams, three goals and three assists from three games played. West Ham kicked the season off away to Bournemouth as well, which is a good fixture. Bowen and Mubama are the two names really leaping out at West Ham. Wolves kept a clean sheet against FC Porto and they've got two more games to play. As mentioned earlier, Jimenez has left. Cunha started in striker in the most recent match. 4.5 mil Chiquinho has one assist as a midfielder. So perhaps Ahamada and Chiquinho are the best options in that price bracket currently. He's actually a winger Chiquinho, but potentially less likely to get good minutes. Neto scored in Wolves' most recent match, but he's a trap. Avoid him. Thanks for watching, hit like and make sure you subscribe, I'll be bringing you another update next week, see you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.